Psalm 4, to the chief musician on Nejanath, a psalm of David. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity and seek after leasing? Selah. But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Selah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There may be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart, more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Psalm the fourth. The title of this psalm is to the chief musician on Nejanoth, a psalm of David. Christ is the subject of this psalm. He is the person who is the speaker in it. Here he prayeth to God, in which his address, importunity, and devotion deserve particular notice. Having offered up his request, he addresses his enemies in a very suitable and solemn manner. He asks them several questions. He gives them to know he is above them and all their malicious efforts against him. He would have them therefore stand in awe and not sin so tremendously as to go on rejecting him, the true Messiah. He would have them offer the sacrifice of righteousness and trust in the Lord for salvation. He expressly declareth unto them that all true peace and comfort are to be found alone in God and concludes in resting in the full assurance of faith on the Lord for himself. This is the subject matter and plan of the psalm. Verse 1, to the chief musician on Nejanoth, a psalm of David, Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me, or be gracious unto me, so it is in the margin. And hear my prayer. A most suitable introduction to the subject contained in this psalm. I will first aim to explain the title. Above 50 of the psalms have this title to the chief musician, and which has been supposed by many to signify a chief musician, a chief singer, or presenter. So this title before us has been explained to the chief musician to be sung to stringed instruments. The word, Nejanoth, signifies, as some conceive, a musical instrument, which was made use of in the temple service, which was played on by the hand as harps and cymbals were. But the learned Mr. Fenwick has observed, it seems, of no small prejudice to this opinion, that neither the Chaldee paraphrase, the 70, nor any other of the ancient versions appeared to have any knowledge of this chief musician. All these versions are said to render it in a different way, as thus, to the end, to the victor or giver of victory, as for triumph, or for the triumpher. 
And says the learned Mr. Parkhurst in his Hebrew and English lexicon, page 462, though we might suppose King David to direct his psalm to the chief musician in the temple service, yet can the same supposition be made with regard to the prophet Habakkuk? Would he direct his prayer, chapter the third, to the chief musician on my stringed instruments, as in our translation, verse 19? It would seem, therefore, to be a title of Jehovah in Christ, like unto this, and also the strength, the victory, the eternity of Israel, will not lie nor repent, for he is not a man that he should repent, 1 Samuel fifteen twenty nine. The victory... And eternity of Israel seems to be the title of him who not only in his own person overcame all temptations, sufferings, and even death itself, but also giveth his followers the victory, yea, maketh them more than conquerors. See Revelation 3.21, Romans 8.37, 1 Corinthians 15.57. And who, according to the 70 and Vulgate version, is the end or the scope of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth, as in Romans 10.4. This interpretation is both confirmed by and will illustrate Habakkuk 3.19. The Lord Jehovah is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds feet, and the giver of victory celebrated on my stringed instruments will make me to tread on my high places, or rather the giver of victory will cause me to tread on my high places, with psalms sung to stringed instruments. Having obtained from so learned a person so much light in the meaning of the title, I shall accordingly build on it and consider this psalm as offered up to the giver of victory, which will very well suit the explanation I shall give concerning it. As I view the Lord Jesus Christ here set before his people in his incarnate state, in which he was humbled to the lowest, in which he was a man of sorrows, in which he had a variety of enemies from whom he expected deliverance, which was to come from the giver of all victory, God himself. As man, he had God for his head, God for his father. He sought unto him at all times for help and succor. He poured out his heart before him, and that with strong crying and tears, and the father heard him always. The person of Christ the perfection of Christ, the mind of Christ, the immaculate holiness and purity of Christ's humanity, the life of Christ, the knowledge of Christ, the faith of Christ, the prayers of Christ, the obedience of Christ, are most minutely expressed and declared in this and throughout the Psalms. It is well for us to look at him in every point of view in which the Holy Ghost sets him before us, in every part of the testimony which he bears of him in and throughout this, the word of inspiration. Christ, as the surety of his people, came into the world to fulfill all righteousness for them. He was righteousness in his own person. He lived up to the very perfection of all required by the holy law of God. He had a personal righteousness in which he could plead on his own behalf, as he had also a righteousness in which he could plead on the behalf of all his church and people. He had his access unto God in prayer. He was very important and important in his request. He pleads here like himself, like one in great affliction. He calls on God to be heard. He entitles him the God of his righteousness. It was in obedience to his will he became incarnate. 
He obeyed the law and fulfilled all righteousness in obedience to his Father's will. It was because he had signified what his pleasure was respecting this in his everlasting covenant. Hence our Lord here addresses him as the God of his righteousness and demands attention on account of it. He also acknowledges what had been done for him. God had enlarged him when he was in distress. This, therefore, he improves to an argument for present favor to be showed to him, for present mercy to be granted him, for a present answer to be given unto his prayer. Christ's holy mind was in continual act and exercise. It had every thought in it properly and most regularly engaged. He was always believing, always praying, always obeying. He was always engaged in the work of the Lord. He was all devotion. His prayers were suited to this, his case. They were always for what he stood in need of. They were all founded on covenant engagements. They were quite equal to the promises given him as mediator. They were always uttered and offered up on those pleas which could not but prevail. It would be well for us to consider all this. It is to the intent we may that Christ is so set forth in the word. We in our being confirmed to Christ and by those ordinances of persecution and sufferings which sometimes befall us for his namesake can only be supported by views of our Lord's going before us as our Savior and forerunner, looking to God as his covenant God, calling on him in prayer for succor and relief as we must look to him and call on him for help in our every time of trouble. His person is the ground of our plea at the throne of grace. His personal righteousness is the plea we alone can make and utter before his Father and our Father, and before his God and our God for the hearing and answering of our prayers. It is because our great and all-sufficient mediator has prayed for us that we are heard and answered. It would be very beneficial to our minds if in reading the psalm we were led to consider them as opening the whole heart of Christ and laying the same before us. As the Lord Christ had addressed his God in prayer and been heard and answered and was assured he should be a complete conqueror over all his enemies, so he addresses them in the next words. <clears throat> 